0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fudge and Meat. I'm Anastasia. I'm Meat. And I am Lily, and I am Fudge. She's Fudge, and we're going to be talking about Wisconsin sports, so tune in. Um, Today, we have a very sensitive topic, and I feel like most Wisconsin sports fans, especially us huge Packer fans, born and raised in Green Bay, this topic breaks our hearts a little bit. This 2020 season has been going rather fantastically for the Packers. Um, it seems that Aaron Rodgers made his debut again. He came back again and was in line to possibly be MVP alongside Russell Wilson. And then the last game happened. against mm-hmm. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Um, the Packers were going into this game after a bye week. And to put it lightly, or to put it bluntly, we got slaughtered. Yep. <laughs> I I don't know any other way to say it besides our asses got absolutely kicked in this last game. Um, So we're just going to talk a little bit about that, our feelings, um, but also our thoughts about this game and what it means for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think we kind of say this every year as Packer fans. I mean, I'm sure any fan of any team goes through the same thought process where you know at some point you're going to lose. You just do. You know, like, There's that little bit of you that says, maybe we'll be undefeated just the whole season. But mm-hmm. you know that's not going to happen. There's like no way in hell. So you're kind of just waiting patiently for that loss, and you hope that it's going to be a good loss or something like maybe a close game. But then... And when you never want to lose to Tom Brady, because you hate Tom Brady, but then inevitably <laughs> you have like a blowout loss to... Tom Brady. That's just like, I the think guy who the only thing his children. On yeah, the, the man who his on the list. <laughs> like the only thing that's worse is losing to like if Mitch Trubitsky had a <laughs> really good game. That's the only thing that's like comparable to me. Uh, so this hurt. Like I, I had an episode where I just had to go shut everything off for the rest of the day, and just had to kind of think about things and settle myself and try to calm down and say, hey, what just happened?
0: Some meditation was necessary, some deep, was necessary. But the interesting thing I think about this is that we were going pretty strong without our losses 4-0. Four weeks is a long time. That is a month Mm -hmm. to be riding high with the Packers. And so I think we were just riding on that high and our expectations were at an all-time high, especially because Devontae Adams was coming back. And the thing is about the Packers, or specifically games like this, I feel like when we win, I cheer, and then we move on to the next. But when we lose, it hangs with me for the whole week. I will Mm -hmm. be feeling terrible until next Sunday.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It just – it's hard to find any joy Packers-related until they win again. Like, that's just kind of, like, collectively, I think, how we feel. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think – we should talk a little bit about just kind of what we felt like maybe went wrong but mostly yeah I mostly just went, went wrong and kind yeah. of like our yeah. main takeaways from <laughs> the game um and I think one of the first things that I would just like to highlight was I think from the get-go everything felt off like mm-hmm. I didn't think there was any energy nobody seemed to be fighting for it and it wasn't like there was a point where I went well, at least our offense is really good, or at least our offensive line is doing really well today, or at least our defense is killing it. Just all around, everything, I was like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. What's going on? I feel like the
0: energy has a lot to do with it. Um, I mean, you could be say that I am reaching for something that's not there, but I am of the personal belief that Aaron Rodgers is an extremely... Emotional player and we got that first touchdown and it almost seemed too easy, especially against Tom Brady This game was highlighted so much 12 versus 12. So we got that first down I think everybody was really really excited and things were looking good But then Rogers threw that interception mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Rogers He does not throw interceptions and this reminds me of how he's played in other games before that It seems like when he makes major mistakes such as that one he gets really frazzled by it Um, Mm -hmm. And I always remark, every time I'm watching the games, I I always get worried when he gets angry and I'll look at the screen and be like, oh no, Rodgers is pissed. Because when he's mad, it seems as though things don't work as well. I think he becomes frustrated. I think he becomes a little stressed. Um, And especially because Rodgers takes a decently long time in the pocket. Um, He stays in the tackle box Mm -hmm. for a good amount of time. We always say he dances in the pocket, maybe a little too long. And it seemed like our last games, our O-line was holding up really well. he was really pulling through. But our O-line, this game just dissolved. There was yeah. nothing we could do to keep that intact. And so Rodgers, first of all, was absolutely disheartened by his first, inter- his first interception. And then he didn't have enough time to make the decisions. And he usually takes a decent amount of time. So I think it was both the pressure put on him... Um, for his reputation, as well as the actual pressure mm-hmm. from the from the tackles. Um, and I think that's where I think it all began. I will say yeah. that's not an excuse. Um, I don't want to lose every game because Rodgers gets upset. But I do think that first interception really marked an important point in the game. I, I genuinely think everything turned around from there.
1: Well, that wasn't like, I think one of the things to note here too, just with Rodgers' record, That was his third pick six that he's thrown. Third. So that's so unlikely. Pretty big deal. Yeah, and then to have him throw another interception in the same game almost right after, it's just you could tell something was off with him. And I noticed on a lot of drop passes, too, he seemed really frustrated. Um, And reading up after the game, uh, one of the things that he said was that he kind of thought that there was just... Poor prep and practice habits leading up to this and what started off with i think me thinking that this could be a good uh game off of a bye just dissolved and he faced so much pressure it just didn't seem like he could actually get the time he needed to make the plays he did but when he did have the time it ended up just being in vain he it was a dropped pass uh were like completely overthrown underthrown everything just nothing it seemed to be like him it was yeah. very
0: unlike him I thought and what I think is interesting though is uh you know Rogers emphasized that point that they didn't feel prepared but mm-hmm. this has happened with the past three games after a bye week you know we come back yeah. and we just get absolutely slaughtered and so I think maybe there could have been a little more foresight in that um I, I'm I'm not saying I don't believe him and I'm I don't want to say it's a poor excuse, but there definitely is a trend. But one thing I do want to note is that the exact same thing happened last year. In fact, this game looked almost identical to the Niners mm-hmm. game where we were holding on and then just got absolutely destroyed. I believe it was 38 to 7. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I uh, think that's right. And it was. But the important thing to note is that that game did not dictate the rest of the season you know a lot of people looked at this game like rogers isn't goat he's not mvp we're done for no playoffs but this happened last year and we kept winning until the semi-finals when we faced yeah. the 49ers again so i don't want to stress too much if we look at the games four out of five games weren't just wins but we played fantastically um so i feel like this game was probably an anomaly and like you said you have to lose eventually Maybe this was just the game. Um, I'm hopeful for the rest of the season. But, like we said, there were some issues that they could probably work on.
1: Yeah. And I think also, too, obviously, we do have to commend that LaFleur is having another great start to a season. Mm-hmm. But there were some interesting stats that I saw about him as a head coach. And one of the things that I would like to point out is that. Lafleur's average margin of victory in 18 wins is 9.4 points. And and then if you take a look at his average margin of defeat in five losses, it's 19.2 points. So, you know, it's a pretty decent margin of victory um, within those 18 wins, but the margin of defeat being almost 20 points is kind of crazy to think about when, the fact that when we do have these losses, they almost always end up being blowouts. And I hope this isn't a trend that we see with him in the future and that these are kind of just weird flukes. Again, this is such a small sample size. This is only in a second season as a head coach. Um, but it's kind of crazy to hear that stat and kind of take it in and be like, okay, we don't just kind of lose. We really lose. And it's a little disheartening, but...
0: I think that's a really important point because I think the Packers' main fault is that even though we are a really talented team, we do happen to be in- inconsistent. I mean, you hear the complaint mm-hmm. all the time, but the refs are on the Packers' side. People don't believe they're a good team. They think most of it is luck-based because sometimes, like in these losing games, we get absolutely clobbered. And so there's mm-hmm. obviously some consistency issues going on. Um, I-, I did notice this game more than usual, Rodgers was trying to make use of of all of the weapons he had available and i do think that's usually a pretty good move because then it's a little more unpredictable and there's a lot of guys i really like i think jamal williams i think we should use mm-hmm. him more he's really consistent i love to see what he does but then you know rogers will try these other plays with eq and MVS. and even though they're talented they don't have the same consistency like guys like aaron jones and Devonte adams so in games like mm-hmm. last time when we extra yards and we needed to score some points we needed a guy who we who we knew was gonna get that ball and yeah. fortunately as we've seen through this season mvs specifically has been a little questionable
1: mm-hmm. and you don't want to see that and obviously too it was really disheartening that we finally had Devonte back and he kind of had a lackluster game like mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of positives. One of the things that and obviously it's not his fault, but both of the interceptions were on passes intended for him. And I, I found that interesting <laughs> as well.
0: What's that what's that trying to say?
1: And you know, I love Devontae. He's on my fantasy team and I'm blessed to have him on my fantasy team. You just wanted
0: fantasy points. Let's yeah. She's so and good I think guys.
1: that I was kind of like, Oh, you were so close and instead this turned into an interception, of course, that doesn't hurt me too much. It's just that those could have been points for me. Um, but, yeah, it just, everything about this game kind of seemed like everyone was out of out of it. it. Nobody seemed to really be playing with the same intensity. I heard that in the huddle there wasn't a lot of energy. And it just didn't seem like they were fighting for it. And we were talking um, during halftime and saying, okay, hopefully they can get their act together and have something to fight for. And they got back out in the field, and I didn't feel like that was
0: there at all. Um, no, it just seemed like more stress, frustration, more stress. And, you know, I obviously think it was building. I, I feel like sometimes morale can get down when the other team <laughs> continues to score, when instead you need to be more um, more into the game, and you need to want it a little more so you can catch up. But I feel like maybe it was just a little too disheartening, a little too much um, things, like you said. We're not fantastic. Everyone was a little
1: off that game. Yeah. And I think if we want to kind of close out this conversation on just how terrible loss was, something, you know, to kind of just validate that things weren't right and we just don't do well after bye, Uh, there was a quote from good old Matt LaFleur. And he said, you practice like crap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You practice like crap, then you go out and play like crap. And, you know... It sucks that, I guess, they just couldn't get their act together during this bye week, and they couldn't practice well, and they ended up practicing like crap, but I just hope that this gives us something to fight for, and that next game we just really come out swinging, and can kind of look like the team that we've been seeing, and we've been expecting to see over the past uh, season and few games.
0: You know, if we're noticing a few of these trends with Matt LaFleur... Let's hope that the trend sticks and that this year, after this loss, we go to semifinals and even further to the Super Bowl. That's what we want to see.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: But even though the Packers sucked, even though the Packers were wretched,
1: there is one
0: player on the Packers who we need to talk about because there was only one redeeming person on that field. Take it away, Lily. Lily.
1: Robert Tanyan, who Big he Bob. did go out with a, an ankle injury. But he came in the love <laughs> previous game. Yeah, you know what? And, and I that. don't hold this against him. Um, so, obviously, he kind of had, previous to Atlanta, he had been making a few appearances, nothing of extreme note. But on that game versus Atlanta, one of my favorite quotes about it was, Monday night turned into Tanyan time. And... <laughs> Tanyan time. <laughs> Big Bob... What a guy. Big Versus ball Atlanta. Clock, man.
0: Big ball like, clock.
1: <laughs> he came out in the field and I was like, "Oh my god. Is this is this what it feels like to have a really good tight end? Like is this what it feels like to After,
0: after our unfortunate time with Jimmy Graham and the stress that Lily and I have endured with his time on the team. Lily and I are not huge Graham fans. I no. think from previous episodes you can tell that. Um, it was very exciting to have a very active tight end. I think yeah. for me it felt a little bit like love at first sight. I don't know about mm-hmm. you but Oh yeah. He how many he, oh my gosh. I so, I think I think the moment I fell in love is when I saw him on the field scoring yet another touchdown and counting his downs on his fingers during the game. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Immediately in love. Big Bob so, is listening. Put a ring on it.
1: We love you. Like we genuinely we have been the biggest fans of Big Bob since that game versus Atlanta. And I don't expect this to stop anytime soon. Like, I haven't uh, settled on a jersey for this Packers team yet. And Bob. signs are pointing to Big Bob. So we'll you. see. But
0: be you, so, so get those points up. <laughs> also, Bob, I have you on my fantasy team. So if you'd like to, you know, be a star once again. I will put you off the bench, um, but the thing that we like about Bob Tonian is I felt like in that game uh, with Davante out, you know, it, it seemed a little futile, especially because we were trying for MVS, MBS and he just wasn't consistent and then Alan Lazard did fantastically and now he's out for core surgery. I think a lot of us were wondering, holy crap, you know, who's going to be the next guy? And Bob Tanyan really took on that role and did a fantastic job. And I'm hoping after this past game, you know, where we tried to use all of the weapons, maybe we'll look to Tanyan a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so his stats um, against Atlanta, he had three touchdowns, six catches for 98 yards, and... One of the things I'd like to highlight about this, especially because we talk about Jimmy Graham a lot, and our disdain for Jimmy Graham, in four games this season, he has had five touchdown catches to match Jimmy Graham in 32 games in the past two seasons with the Packers. So, Jimmy Graham in two seasons did the same as Robert Tanyan did in four games. Four
0: games. So, say what what you want about Jimmy Graham, but I... You don't come at me for my opinion. Don't come you at know, me. Robert Tanyan, I we had such high hopes for Jimmy, but I guess Tanyan's the guy we should have been looking for. And, and one thing I really love about Tanyan and that I love about the Packers in general, your face when you said I love Tanyan. Um, um yeah, she just has hearts in her eyes right now. She loves which um, but one thing I really like about the Packers, and Tanya specifically, is that these were not first-round draft picks. He was an unsigned free agent, and we picked him up, and Rodgers is completing these games and scoring so many points and, and finding some really fantastic talents in the NFL through undrafted weapons, and I think that is absolutely incredible. So, good for Big Bob.
1: So proud oh, hell of you. yeah! you! <laughs> Because I don't think we're ever gonna not talk about how disappointing this past draft was, where we literally we got like no weapons. Uh, we were all expecting us to get a really like high, like high seated um, wide receiver, and that didn't happen. And, and I don't think I would have like, expected. Yeah, it, like it I don't. Seems like the the guys that we picked up, we haven't
0: been using as frequently as we expected. I remember we heard a no. lot of really great things about A J. Dillon. Um, and I haven't seen him on the field that much, definitely not contributing that much. I I will admit he's a first-year rookie. Time in the NFL is wildly more important than however well you did in your college career. But I think Mm -hmm. it's expected to see a lot more of A.J. Dillon, and and the only draftee we really saw make sort of an impact was Josiah Degara, Um, another Mm -hmm. tight end. But our first-round draft pick, Jordan Love, is sitting on the bench while Aaron Rodgers is having one of the best seasons he's had since he's... Ben, a Packer potentially I remember seeing a stat that this might be one of the best seasons in Packers history I mean this last game definitely was a fumble in that streak Mm -hmm. but seeing how the rest of the season goes this could be one of Aaron Rodgers best seasons so uh, the draft
1: didn't do much yeah we couldn't No, and it's kind of just like uh in a way obviously we're not underdogs we're not underdogs right now But I think just thinking about the way that the draft went and just seeing all these guys who were undrafted or um, like, weren't these high round picks or weren't these like low round picks that we kind of envisioned being the stars. It's really great to see them have an opportunity to break out and show what they're worth and show that they have some talent that not everybody's seeing, that they're being a little overlooked. Like that's really great. It's really cool to see that happening. And I think in the kind of small town, like we have with, and the Packers being a small market team. Those are the types of stories that us fans yeah. love. You'd love to see a guy yeah. kind of start from nothing and all of a sudden be out here performing and just killing it out there. Like, I I just have to applaud them for that. And I will say with Dylan, we haven't seen him a lot, but we did get a little sneak peek of him in the past game. Um, I feel like he had a pretty, a pretty sick play early on that made me really excited to kind of see what play. he can do. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how much I'm expecting to see him, but... I think he just needs
0: a bit more experience, maybe a yeah. year or two in the league, and then I think we'll see him on the field a bit more, because he does look very promising. I just think after this draft, you know, with all the... and the fact that we didn't get any weapons, people were expecting to see um, that running back in a little bit more. But yeah, I think in a few years, we'll see what he can do. I'm really excited about him. He's got yeah. some young Eddie Lacy-esque qualities, which I
1: always adore. Yeah, I'm I, I just I'm excited to see what he can do. And the thing is, too, just kind of looking at this season, I really don't think I would have expected us to have, other than the anomaly uh, last night, I didn't expect to have a high-scoring season from us. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought it was going to be a lot of close games. And it's been really cool to see that we've been able to instead really show that we have something to offer, and hopefully, too, with um, Bakhtiari being out, that he'll have a quick return. Um, hopefully, he's not out for too long. I don't think he's supposed to be. Um, he's but it's just very. Yeah, we need Bakhtiari. Like,
0: is a necessity on that team.
1: He I wish really he holds he together the whole line. Yeah, absolutely. like please, please be back soon. And even with him in, it was kind of a mess. But again, I don't want to dwell. I don't want to dwell on that poor game. Instead, I would like to say that you know Jimmy Graham scares me. He frightens me just as a person. (laughs) So, so (laughs) we
0: have, for context, we have agreed that Jimmy Graham is what six seven six eight,
1: Um, horrifyingly tall.
0: I'm googling it right now. Jimmy Graham is six foot seven, massive, and bald. Yeah, Lily and I have agreed that if he were to walk towards us on the street, he would be horrifying. I'd be scared. He he would be horrifying. Um, Continue, Lily.
1: Well, and in contrast, in contrast, contrast, Big Bob, Robert Tanyan, he comes out in the field. I see him get a, you know, get a few catches, a few touchdowns, a couple touchdowns. I see him and I'm like, goddamn, that man is so cute. He's just a teddy bear. Look how fiery he is. A star. The love of my life. Yeah. I I see him, and I immediately have hard eyes. And not once did I ever have those feelings with Jimmy Graham. It was fear from the get-go. And Jimmy, if you would ever for some reason hear this, I'm sure you're a very nice guy. I'm sure you're all right. I'm sure you are so nice. But you horrify me. (laughs)
0: You're very tall, Jimmy. You're just very tall.
1: Robbie, good old Big Bob. You don't. He's
0: got a kind smile.
1: Yeah, he doesn't trigger my fight or flight. He makes me feel like I'm home. And,
0: you know, I would just like to say I think this podcast was a fantastic idea because here I am hanging out with my best friend, drinking wine, and talking about Big Bob Tanyan. And there's no place I would rather be.
1: No, I think, you know. I love talking about the stats and why I think he's a great player. We already went over that. It's just that I, I see this man come out on the field and I go, wow, I love him. And I think that's just the true sports experience. Like to watch a man go out there.
0: But that's what I was going to say. I think, um, a really big motivation for this podcast and what we're super excited to do in the future our interviews with players we have a few guys lined up and we cannot wait to talk to them because our favorite part about a team is getting to know these guys individually their personalities what they're like watching them one-on-one and really building a connection with the teams that we support so if you are a Wisconsin sports fan or a fan of any of the guys we bring on in the future cannot wait to announce who those are it's just really nice to get a glimpse of what these guys are like in real life so you can really put a personality to the people you're watching
1: like you have to admit there's nothing better than liking a player and then seeing oh you know they're just another person or for example seeing the things that they go out and do in their community those are things that just drive you to really enjoy a team and love them inside and out um and we want to be able to showcase that and kind of show that there's a guy off the field too and there's a lot more to them than we sometimes see.
0: Exactly, and like you were saying before, Green Bay is a small franchise. And like I said, um, Lily and I were born and raised in Green Bay. And so I think our sports experience is very, it's a very good feeling. It's, it's kind of like a feeling of home and it's very deeply embedded into our home life culture. And being a small franchise, I think really being familiar with your team is a huge part of our sports experience. And I think that's why you see Packer fans are so passionate. We're always rated the best fans. I think we were this past year by Forbes, rated the best fans in the NFL. And I think we are so passionate because we really, really do like to get familiar with our team and know them individually. So Lily and I are sharing a little bit of our Green Bay perspective with all of you guys. And hopefully you'll see why Wisconsin sports fans love athletics so much.
1: Yeah, we just love it, and we want to share our love.
0: And we want to share our love.
1: Well, um...
0: Well, that was a really
1: awesome (laughs) episode. This one has
0: been shorter than the ones in the past, um, but I think we're all a little bummed by the last game, and I think we've all heard a lot of criticism. Um, But like we said, as much as the Packers suck, Robert Tanyan does not. Big Bob, we love you. Fudge and Meat fans, we love you. Soon we will be coming out with a a Basics of Football and a Basics of Baseball video. Um, We recognize that we wanted to put women's voices in sports and that's why we're here, Um, but if there are any women who really want to get involved and listen to us but are not familiar with athletics and maybe are too embarrassed to ask anyone what it's about, we're going to put out these videos so that you can hopefully watch a game and understand it for the first time. Very basic instructions, but we're super excited to do that so you can join our family. Um, but for now, we're going to be signing off. Thank you, Big Bob. We love Thank you.
1: you. We love you very <laughs> Bunch, much.
0: Fudge and signing off.